0: Welcome back to the Call on Our Shot podcast, episode four. You can watch us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube, or you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I'm Austin, joined by Logan and Sam. You guys know them if you've been watching the podcast. If you're first first-time listener, welcome. This is the Call on Our Shot podcast. Today, we're going to recap. week week two we're going to react to it give our biggest takeaways we're also going to give our week three predictions for some big matchups like the bucks versus the rams and the packers versus the 49ers and more we're going to answer your guys questions that you sent to us on twitter at calling our shots make sure you're following us there as well as your favorite segment we're giving our week three underdog picks and boy week two was crazy two of us cashed again only one person is undefeated in underdog picks we'll figure out who that is later and lastly we'll preview thursday night football talk about the panthers versus texans but everything is timestamped down below in case you want to skip Around, but i'm gonna first let logan start off get some things off his chest take it away
1: oh, austin i i appreciate that and you know last week i i had some people some calling our shots stands rallying to my defense uh, wait 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 wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Let, me, <laughs> let me let me let me do something real quick sam i, yeah. I got you something
2: i got you yeah.
1: <laughs> Yep. now now that's 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 more like it first of all that's why i needed it last week i got i got a lot of hate for the Homer pick for, for saying the Carolina Panthers were going to take down the New Orleans Saints, who just looked so impressive against the green Bay Packers. Absolutely not. Jameis Winston came crashing back down to earth. Like the sorry POS quarterback that he is just a turnover machine. I absolutely died. I fell off the couch laughing. I fell off the couch laughing when Jameis was being sacked and he just went and just threw it up and got picked (laughs) off. I, I mean, that's what he does. I tried to tell you guys the Carolina Panthers are a much improved defense there's only one fantasy defense that's gotten 10-plus 10, 10 points a week, and it's the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. For any fantasy players out there, learn that that useful uh, trivia. But, again, you you have a, a much improved offense as well, led by the best running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Run CMC. I'm wearing the Run CMC short for a reason. It's to do my victory lap for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, hopefully nobody's sleeping on us anymore because we are 2-0. and Make it 3-0 on this uh, Thursday night coming up.
0: All right, Sam, you can take this one.
2: Well, when we were coming at you last week, and, and you know, you, you have a point. We uh, we came at you pretty hard. Um, we were looking at the data we had from week one, right, which was that the Panthers kind of beat a close one with the Jets, not convincingly, and the Saints shellacked the Packers. Now, we should have known better, right? The NFL, there's so much parity, you can't count on, you know, ex. Team beating Y team, Y team beating Z team, and expecting X to be way better than Z—it it never works that way, right? Every week's different. So clearly, yes, that was an overreaction. Saints are not as good as we thought when they came out and beat the Packers, right? And the Panthers are better than their measly little, you know, four-point winner over the Jets. So I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I wouldn't t- stretch it too much further than that. They're still, you know, a, a tough division, and uh, I don't like them more than. More than the bucks that's for sure but yeah you want to be the second best team in the NFC South I will give you that title um but I don't know I'd be careful as a Panthers fan I, I don't I don't know I'm lost lost yeah
0: region. I I understand I'm taking this off I, I've had enough of that and I you know I gotta say I'll give the Panthers their respect they look dominant and their defense like you said Logan they looked really good I underestimated them and they got the Texans coming up and we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast and i think they should win that game but we'll give our official score predictions but they looked impressive i won't deny it they looked very good and i i caught everyone off guard i mean i, I the spread was a little fishy as we talked about off camera it was a little fishy and that's a reason i didn't include the panthers or the or the uh, saints spread in my normal weekly video but props to you round of applause i'm happy for you and i'm happy for sam darnold even though we are jets fans sam and i that is and you know, we're congrats to you but Congrats to me, too, because who else cashed an underdog pick? This guy, 2-0. Of course, I picked the Cowboys, and you know, they cashed for us. But what I really want to talk about, same game, Cowboys. My call, my bold prediction of the year, Mike Williams. I said he would be a top 25 fantasy receiver. Boom, he has had two great weeks. And I love him. And I'm in on Mike Williams. I have been all year. I don't want people to come and start saying, you got to start him in fantasy football, because that was me. I've been preaching to the choir, start Mike Williams. He would be a sleeper into fantasy football. And I'm just happy to see that pick finally pan out granted we're two weeks into the season but I'm still excited for him and that's all I'm gonna say I got another underdog pick and we're going for the big shot later in the video and we'll see how that one goes but congrats to you Logan again we'll talk about your Panthers in a little bit we're not going to talk more about them you don't deserve that much airtime. absolutely not yeah, but we're gonna move <laughs> we're gonna move we're gonna move into some the biggest takeaways from week two and Sam I'm gonna let you start with it what was your biggest takeaway from week two in the NFL
2: Well, it happened last night, watching that Monday night football game between uh, the Packers and the Lions. I think everyone was, you know, overreacting after week one that Rodgers was done, that his career was over, that he didn't know how to throw the football, that he didn't care, all that stuff. And, you know, I think I said last week that, hey, when you're Rodgers, you can afford to do that and not have everyone overreact. And he came back. He had a great performance, uh, four touchdown night, a definitive win. You know, the Packers are still the Packers. Yes, they do have some problems, you know, on defense. Look how many points they give up to the Lions. They got exposed by TJ last night, but um, there's still the Packers. They're still going to be a contender in the NFC. And so I think Rodgers is back, you know, and sure, he might not have an MVP performance, but he's still going to be the top five quarterback we always count on.
0: Yeah. You know, I feel like it's, it's hard to take away a lot from being the Lions. I mean, Sure, you you could beat the Detroit Lions, who will probably end up with double-digit losses easily, maybe 12, 13, 14 losses this year, maybe only winning five games at most. It was impressive. You know, I mean, of course, you got to beat that team. If they lose to the the Lions, that's hitting everyone, hitting the panic button, like, what the heck's going on in Green Bay? So glad they bounced back. Aaron Jones obviously had a field day. If you came back in your Monday night or in your fantasy football matchup, thanks to Aaron Jones, congrats to you, because he absolutely went off. But I'm not necessarily saying, you know, Green Bay's back. They're going to be the number 1, number 2 seed in the NFC. They still have a lot of good games and challenging teams to play, including this week, which we'll talk about the 49ers versus the Packers in a little bit. Logan, what was your what was your takeaway about that Packers as well as your biggest takeaway from week 2 in the NFL?
1: Yeah, you know, just watching the Packers, I mean, you you got to beat Detroit. Like that absolute must have. And Detroit had a lot of self-inflicted wounds. They're just one of those undisciplined teams that it always feels like Detroit loses the game rather than the other team wins it. That was the classic case last night. I'm not super impressed uh, with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've seen him do it before. Congrats. Throwing, throwing some, some little check downs to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones doing the rest. He had a big night, of course. Kudos to him. But that defense, you, 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 you brought it up already. That defense is going to, to absolutely sell them uh, later on in the playoffs. Correct. Kevin King. Yeah, yeah, yeah kevin king uh what the heck is that right he cannot cover <laughs> he, he cannot like cover me in flag football yeah he, can, he, <laughs> he, he he gets roasted and toasted all the time look you're gonna have aaron Rodgers playing hero ball week in and week out uh no no i absolutely not i'm still not sold on the packers yes they're in a in a division that they'll win by default but come playoff team uh, time there's a lot of teams i like uh, over them but that kind of leads, you know, talking about playoffs, this, this, that kind of leads to my biggest takeaway of week two. And, and that's that's two, two playoff teams and a team that finally got over the hump. The, the Ravens finally beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. Lamar Jackson said it, said it right. He got the monkey off his back. Man, I was so ready. I, I was already thinking about my spiel for, for the next day. I was thinking about how I was going to call Lamar uh, Washed and kind of call him Cam Newton 2.0 with, with uh, only being able to run the ball. But he really shut me up. He shut up a lot of Uh, critics uh, against that Kansas City defense. Yes, I I know Kansas City defense didn't look amazing, but Lamar Jackson is something special. And he once again reminded us that even, you know, despite all those injuries that the Ravens are still a force to be reckoned with, you'll you'll probably see them come playoff time. Sam, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, you know, I don't know what happened to that uh, Chiefs offense in the fourth quarter, not being able to put up any points. Um, I think it's a good thing for the Kansas City, you know, team as a whole to realize that okay yeah we're not this unbeatable you know generational you know we're not going to run the table we're not going to go 17 or no kind of like lower those expectations beginning on the season it's a little bit of a wake up wake up call I think now is when you want it to be like okay hey as a team let's regroup we're still the Kansas City Chiefs but you're right I mean I had doubts about well I never had doubts about the Chiefs I absolutely had doubts about the Ravens going into the season and you know a definitive performance like that that any doubt you have about Lamar, I think is, is put to bed after that. I mean, yeah, he's back. And I mean, now, right. They're the front runners in the a, uh, AFC North.
0: Uh, it's going to be tough. The Ravens, obviously, you know, they're very injured injured and we're literally you see Lamar Jackson kind of taking over the show and having to do it all by himself. Now, lucky for them, they get a week against the lions and I believe that's who they play this week. So probably get an easy win this week and probably be able to rest their players because Lamar Jackson was going absolutely off in, in Sunday night football. And I think that leads into my next play, which is about injuries. Now that was my biggest takeaway from week two was there were so many injuries. And as you guys know, and maybe people off the camera don't know, I was in Virginia, I was traveling, and I didn't get a lot a, a lot of time to watch all of week two. I watched, obviously, the later games, the four o'clock games, and Sunday night football, Monday night football. But I was I had my phone on me, and Adam Schechter was blowing up my phone with injuries. It was Darrell Henderson going out, Deontay Johnson getting injured last play, Carson Wentz, not one, but two. Twisted or ankle sprains, Tua yeah. getting injured, Baker Mayfield, Amari Cooper, Derek Carr. For every 49ers running back was out of the game. To Rod Taylor, who we'll talk about in a little bit, I think it was a ton of injuries. And the hard thing is it's not a lot of injuries that are like they're out for the year, which is a good thing, I would say. I mean, Terod Taylor, I know, is out for at least three weeks, and he's probably the most long, long term out of all those injuries I just noted. Maybe Jamichael Hasty, but no one was starting him in fantasy football. But it just—it's tough to see all these injuries, and you know I hope week three is a little bit nicer to people. Um, I know a lot of these guys don't necessarily start in a lot of fantasy football teams, but they're still important players like Amari Cooper, who I think avoided a major injury. Same same thing with Deontay Johnson, but Carl Henderson might miss some time, at least a week or two. It's tough, and I hate to see injuries. And that was my biggest takeaway because it was blowing up my phone left and right. So you know I. But without that, let's move into week three. We're going to look past those injuries and we're going to talk about week three and we're going to talk about two big matchups. And this kind of goes with, with what we've been talking about earlier. And I'm going to give you a question, Logan, because you obviously, you know, you're, you're kind of hating on Sam with his Packers. What have you liked out of the Rams? Cause they got a big week three showdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And surprisingly the out at, at this moment, the LA Rams are favored by one and a half points. So it's more or less a pick them. Who do you got in this game? What are your thoughts? Go take take the show away.
1: Yeah, you know, I like I said, I, I I hated a little bit on on Matt Stafford. You know, I I didn't believe that you can necessarily uh, plop and drop a, a quarterback in there like Tom Brady, but it kind of, it's it's working so far. Now now, granted, defenses don't feel like Garden Cooper Cup. They, he's he's always running wide open. I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> that one bit. But it, we can talk about the Rams offense all we want. Uh, but it really it really comes down to the Rams defense, which I like a lot better than the Bucs defense. Buck's defense was getting exposed a little bit, even by even by Matty Ice. Matty Ice was, was throwing for some yards. He was thinking and dunking all over that defense. The Rams' defense hasn't shown a lot of flaws. Jalen Ramsey, lockdown corner. Of course, you've got Aaron Donald. There, there, there's names all up and down that, that defense. That's why I think, you know what, they're going to put pressure on Brady. Brady hates when, when players are up in his face. They're going to put uh, pressure on him. And, I, again, I understand totally why the Rams are favored because Matt Stafford, definitely gives that offense an advantage and I think the defense is what's going to be the deciding factor in that one so I'm right with the Rams who are slight favorites as you said
0: yeah I appreciate Sam smiling because he has Cooper Cup in our fantasy football league and I <laughs> believe he is wide receiver one forgot to note uh, Mike Williams currently I believe wide receiver five in fantasy football Sam what are your thoughts on this game it's obviously in LA so this Tampa is going to have to travel cross country what do you think What do, what is your kind of overall takeaway from this game because I would argue this is probably the biggest game on the slate at least the most you know future impacts. That's the future NFC championship kind of type game Absolutely. feel to it.
2: That'll be the four o'clock game. I'm sitting down watching start to finish. Absolutely. I have so much interest in seeing how that one goes. I think, you know, as I was watching Tom Brady and his five touchdown performance last week, I, I kind of had that feeling. It was almost like that uh, last paid Manning Super Bowl run where you just kind of knew, like, it was just like, he was in so much control of that game. Tom Brady is just clicking right now. And so, if there's any offense that can expose, you know, uh, Ramsey and the Rams defense, I I think it's him. Um, And so, yeah, but we'll see. It's going to be an absolute slugfest. I think it's going to be high scoring across the board. I think that's the fantasy game. Get as many players in Bucks Rams you can in your fantasy lineup. Um, But you know, even though they're going west, which I never like, I like the Bucks. They just, I just, they felt like they're one of those destined teams this year. So. I don't know. I'm thinking the Bucks in a close one.
0: What, you, what is your final score? I'll go final score for everyone. Uh, Sam, what is your final score?
2: Um, oh, I think like 38, 35 bucks.
0: Jays, you might as well load everyone. I mean, hey, that's saying, both wow. defenses, they ain't showing up. They're going out to party on Saturday night. Um, my overall takeaway is, like I said, this was a must-watch game. I think, I mean, luckily it's on at four o'clock, so not a lot of the other games kind of competing for your watch time, but I'm excited to see what Tom Brady does. I mean, you look at the first two games, obviously played the Cowboys. They didn't really get a lot of pass rush. He obviously played the Falcons this week. Not a great defense either. Now he's getting the Rams, which have a lot of hype to them. whether or not they're necessarily as good as people might've expected. They still did give up 20, I don't know, 21 points, something like that to the Colts, which aren't necessarily an imposing defense. But I think their main strategy, or at least the reason the Rams are so good is they take away the run. Well, this Bucks team isn't even running the ball at all. You got Rojo and Leonard Fournette they're hardly getting hard that many touches a game so I think it's going to be interesting to see how the the Rams tackle their defense in terms of like I know the Rams like to play very deep off people and that kind of plays into Tom Brady's wheelhouse you know he's not necessarily a guy that's chucking at 50 yards although he has been doing that in Tampa Bay more so than he did with New England but I'm excited to see this game I'm going to give you a score prediction I do think the Bucks pull it out but I'm going to go a lower scoring game like a 27 to 24 on a late field goal. So oh, I guess I'm taking the under, which is 55. Logan, what's your final score prediction?
1: Well, I, I got to address both of you guys being Bucks homers. I mean, you're, you're sipping the I'm, Tom Brady uh, Kool-Aid over there. Both of you guys. I mean, come on. You, have you Did you watch what the Bucks defense has been doing? And I, and again, I, I w- look at the teams they faced. Uh, obviously, the Falcons, don't get me excited one bit. The Cowboys, yeah, I know. Dak Prescott carved them up week one. I, I, I just don't know how, how you, you necessarily think Brady's going to play catch up with them. I have the Rams winning in a kind of a decisive one. This is going to be kind of put the world on notice uh, game. I have it being 31 21 Rams.
0: Hey, that's a bold prediction, but I respect it. Moving on to another week three matchup. And it's going to be, we can talk about this one a little bit later. Well, actually, we'll take a step back and answer a social question. It's going to be real quick. Talking about the man, Cooper Cup. This is a question from Betting Sports God on Twitter. Like I said, we'll answer any questions you guys send our way. He asked, is Cooper Cup a lock every single week to take his over in receptions or receiving yards? Um, I would say, yeah, I'm curious what line we get. I did wish I had a line at the time of recording this, but we do not have a line. I'm curious how much the books adjust. Cause like Sam said, like Logan said, Cooper Cup's been absolutely ridiculous through two weeks of the season. I do expect him to come down to earth. Cooper Cup has done this in the past. He had a, I think a 215, something like that, receiving yard game in New- in London, England, one week, a couple of years back. And then he didn't really do much the rest of the season. So curious to see what he does. But moving on to another big week three showdown, 49ers Packers. Logan or Sam, I know you're the Packers, Homer. Uh, what do you think about this game? You don't have to give me a, a score prediction yet. We'll talk about this a little bit later, though.
2: Yeah, well, I got hurt last week to remind everyone my underdog money line was the Eagles beating the 49ers. And that didn't happen. 49ers showed up and the Eagles, you know, were the Eagles. Um, but, you know, I think this is going to be a, I don't know, a, probably a decisive moment for the, the layout between both these two games of what the NFC is going to look like. Right. I think Rodgers is going to keep on this climb up and I think they're going to you know, perform. And I mean, I don't know that 49ers defense is just so good. But their offense right now just doesn't seem to be clicking. I mean, there's no Kittle connection, right? How long can you ride the Debo train for? <laughs> I don't, I don't really know <laughs> if solid options. So, you know, I think it's a close one. But yeah, I, maybe it's my Aaron Rodgers homer in me. I'm leaning Packers.
1: Logan, what about you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's <laughs> you so your Aaron Rodgers. You're sipping the Tom Brady and the Aaron Rodgers Kool-Aid. Right? Yeah, both <laughs> at the same time, double fisting. But he's like no, my, I, he's, I,
0: he's my thumbnail from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. No, I, I mean, I, we got we to look at this one. I don't I, I, do I, I don't necessarily disagree with you that that offense has, has a few things to figure out. You know, how many injuries can the, the 49ers running back sustain? I mean, that's it's, it's incredibly depleted out there. It doesn't seem to bother their defense one bit. Their defense is, is what's keeping them in games. I, and that, why, why I might not necessarily pick against the Packers in this one, just because how decimated the 49ers are. I definitely think 49ers are going to hang around. They're going to be annoying. This is by no means going to be a blowout, um, but yeah, I could see the Packers edging on a on a, on a late field goal um, and, and until the 49ers, uh, you know, sign Christian McCaffrey or just a, a player like that. There's, there's, Le- there's Le- no, Le- on Bell. yeah. Oh, Le'Veon Bell, yeah, go go take him for <laughs> the on practice They're, squad. Yeah, there you go. No, they 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 definitely need some some more running back depth. And Ayuk, I- I- what what's going on with Brandon Ayuk as as a, as a f- Brandon Ayuk fantasy owner? I hate to put him on my bench like, like and, and just ride ride my, my bench like he is. But, yeah, there's there's some offensive question marks for sure in, in, in the Bay.
0: Yeah, you has been one of the weirder developments of this year in fantasy football. A lot of people were, like, all in on him. And what does he have, one catch for six yards through two games or something yeah, like that, tough. hardly playing any snaps. Really weird, really weird. And he's a very talented player. People that had him last year picked him up off the waiver wire. They were pleased with what he did the second half of the year weird game but i do like the 49ers in this one and i think george kittles due for a big game people that are, you know are doubting him in fantasy football their weeks one and two they didn't have to use him but if you look at the packers there i believe this game is in san fran so that obviously plays into the effect for the 49ers but we all saw what my man tj hawkinson did to that packers defense they couldn't guard him now kittle very similar very similar player to a guy like tj hawkinson and i think the 49ers will do all the research kyle shannon will see you know, they could not guard TJ Hawkinson. Let's put George Kittle on similar route trees. Boom. And I think George Kittle will do a big game. Now we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But I like the 49ers. They obviously came up with a low-scoring victory over the Philadelphia Eagles in week two. wasn't necessarily something that, you know, their offense didn't look overly that great. But the Philadelphia Eagles do
1: have a pretty decent defense, and we'll see how they do in week three on Monday Night Football. Either way, can I, what's up can I, ask, yeah. you, I, I ask you, I was going to ask you, because you're talking about Kittle, would you hammer some Kittle props? Because I, I, I totally agree with you. I think I think we we saw how you attack that Packers defense, you know, right, right in the tight end spot. You're going to you're going to hammer some some Kittle props for the people this weekend.
0: I, I'm going to be curious to see what they do, because obviously it's like two bad games. What do they do in the third? Do they lower it to where it's like disrespectful? Or do they, like they did with like unrelated, but like South Carolina's over under was this past weekend team total six and a half points. That was disrespectful. <laughs> do they do yeah. something like that to Kittle where it's like 40 and a half receiving yards? Yeah, they could. I believe Hawkinson's was like 48 and a half last, I believe on Monday night. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, obviously, it's, it's a Sunday game. So I'll have it in my Thursday video posted tomorrow. And I hope we have a lines for it, but I don't know. We'll see what I feel about George Kittle. I do think he has a good game, but not sure if I'm willing to put any money on it just yet. I kind of want to see it to believe it, you know, Um, but moving on, we're going to, we're going to move into our underdog picks and one side question. Duncan asked if there were, actually, we'll, we'll cover that in a little bit. So your favorite segment week three underdog money line picks. Now we're going to talk about it. obviously Logan last week, cash Panthers money line. Moves to one and one on the season. Sam, like he said earlier, picked the Eagles. What was he doing? Who's the one and one on the season? I highlighted someone's 2 0 oh. Um, that would be me. I picked the Cowboys, obviously, last weekend. Got a big win at the end of regulation. And so I'm gonna lead off this one. And we got a special segment. We're gonna talk about college football underdog picks as well after this one. But I'm gonna start with mine and it it might be a really stupid play when it all pans out. I'm gonna ride with the Chicago Bears plus 260 versus. Who are they playing? Who are they playing? Um, Yeah, I think they will get the win today, this weekend against the Browns. That's their plan. The Browns, you know, they haven't really impressed overall through two weeks. Now you looked at week one, they're like against the Chiefs, probably could have won that game. Then week two, they beat the Texans, but that's not saying overly too much. They won by 10 points, but they were tied at halftime. I think this Bears team has a fighting chance. Now, should they win? No, absolutely not. But this plus 260, it's getting great value on it. I do like the Bears to pull off an upset this week. Now, we do not know if Justin Fields will be starting or Andy Dalton. It still remains to be seen. Either way, I like either of them. in. if Justin Fields is in there, it's going to be hard to game plan for that guy because it's going to be a much different offense than what they've been seeing with Andy Dalton. Either way, taking the Bears in an upset over the Cleveland Browns who don't have any more pass catchers. Jarvis Landry moved to the IR. Now they're going to be rocking in Joku, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he's healthy. And yeah, that's about it. So. I mean, Baker Mayfield's injured too. Give me the Bears for the upset pick in week three.
2: You know, watching that Bears offense, I just don't know what to make of it. I mean, they're... Oh, it's a mess. There's like a Taysom Hill dynamic, right? Where, okay, we're going to run gadget stuff with Justin Fields. But like, that's not what his long-term is, right? So like, why is this guy coming in in red zone situations? It doesn't work with Andy Dalton. I just don't see... You're not a win-now team. So why are you doing this kind of awkward dynamic where i just don't see what the long term is and i don't see how you can grow and depend on one player when you're going back and forth between the two in, in red zone situations so i don't know i mean yeah i think it's good value at plus 260 but no i mean I like in that one.
0: yeah you got to think about it i mean it's matt naggy no one ever said he was smart i mean obviously i think panther or bears fans are kind of clamoring him for to get out of town before he ruins justin field's kind of give him like an Adam Gase, which he does not deserve to be compared to Adam Gase. No one deserves that. The last quick note about my Bears pick, I'd like their defense. Now, a lot of people are talking about week one. And sure, they left Cooper Cup run naked, wide open downfield, as well as Van Jefferson. That was week one. This was a lot of new cornerbacks, a lot of a lot of new faces in the secondary. Saw them in week two. They sharpened up. They got a couple picks on Joe Burrow. I think three picks like almost in a row. The defense looks super good. They really only gave up three points up until the final four minutes. And the Bengals got two touchdowns, and then the Bears iced it with a couple first downs. So I really like this Bears team. I think they got a good chance. So right now, I think plus seven, plus seven and a half. Maybe they'll be in my Thursday video in terms of spreads I'm liking. But I like the Bears to pull out this victory against the Browns, even though they're in Cleveland. But moving on, we'll move on to Logan since Sam, you missed last week. You got to go to the bottom, my friend. That's just how it works. <laughs> Logan, congrats on your Panthers cash last week. What do you got this week?
1: Uh, okay, so I now this one, granted, it, it is up in the air. There, there's injury concern score in, in this game, but something, something whenever I open the NFL uh, weeks late and I'm just like, what kind of stands out to me? I don't know. The Miami Dolphins at plus 168, uh, traveling to, to Vegas. Yes, I, I I definitely think the Dolphins stand a, a good chance to, to pull the off pull off the upset. Does it, is it really going to matter if two is playing? I don't know a ton, right? You know, Brissett is is a game manager type quarterback, and and the, and the Raiders are do some regression. I think that's kind of built into the line here. If, if you look at it, the, the Raiders are not huge favorites. Uh, we we know they've impressed their first two weeks of the season, but this is the NFL, right? Every single given Sunday. You get a different version of the team. Are the Raiders finally going to come back uh, down to that kind of mediocre second half of the season? They, they easily could, and this is easily a spot that the Dolphins just get really get really hyped up for. Yeah, I know I'm taking a little bit of a leap of faith, not even knowing really who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Dolphins, yeah. but I don't think it matters a ton. Uh, they have enough offense to get it done. They, they've got some question marks for sure. But look at the line. I mean, I, I just feel like everyone and their mother is going to be Hammer Raiders, Hammer Raiders, right? they they, Man, well, we'll with, with good reason, with good reason. And, and, uh, Austin, you, you and I know from doing this enough, you know, you just, it, those are traps. This, this is a potential yeah. trap spread for Vegas.
0: It, it really is. I mean, you're picking a team that scored as many points as us three, uh, did. They yeah. scored zero points. I think there were, I made the joke that they were minus, the Bills were minus three and a half, and they almost covered minus 35 against the Dolphins last week, 35 to zero. That was insane. I do think they bounce back. Whether they get the win or not, they could cover. I mean, it's going to be, like you said, it's kind of a trap trap spread. It's like the Dolphins didn't show up last week. Tua's got injury concerns. Whether or not he plays or not is already a question in itself. And so it's like Jacoby present did not, he didn't inspire anyone. He didn't come in and light, light the field on fire. He wasn't insane. Obviously, he put up zero points as well as Tua. So it's not necessarily saying he was overly that good. So I like the pick. I like the courage. And I'll rock with you on it. Sam, what's your underdog money line pick for week three? Let's see if you can get off the snide, get back onto a winning streak.
2: Well, you guys might as well just get me a cheese head because I talk. About <laughs> oh God. So much. Now I am going to pick the Packers currently at plus plus one hundred and fifty I'm um, on uh fan duel over, uh, over the 49ers. And this is the back-to-back weeks. So I'm picking against the 49ers, but Aaron Rodgers, you know, like he famously said, you just got to relax, right? They're back. He's going to, he's going to do what Aaron Rodgers does. And I like them in that in that game to uh, reassert themselves a little more dominance than people have been giving them credit. The first two weeks, of the season.
0: <laughs> come on, man. I mean, what we're we already kind of clamored you for your Packers pick already earlier. We knew it was coming. We do show notes, and I knew you picked the Packers. So I'll let you ride with it for this one. But I need to get you one of these bad boys if you keep yeah. down on the 49ers. They say they sit up in their chair and like, all right, bet Sam pick against us again. All right, fine. We'll show them who's boss. Logan, what are your thoughts?
1: I mean, I kind of, I don't know, having the Packers as, un, as an underdog in that game kind of makes you stop and think, like, why? Why, why, why are they doing this, right? Oh, the Packers seem pretty tempting, right? They, Aaron Rodgers got it all figured out and everything. Niners are just one of those teams. I'm telling you, they're built differently. They're, they're so scrappy, and, and they, they like when people are down them. They like, uh, they, they perform well in those situations at home. I, I Look, Rodgers might be on his back a lot. He's going to have a lot of grass stains on that white jersey, for sure, uh, against that Niners defense. I just yeah. I don't think
2: they can put up the offense that they need to be able to put up to go toe-to-toe with Rodgers if he's clicking like he was last night.
1: Well, I mean, Lions, Niners. To... <laughs> Niners, a little bit different, a right? A little
0: bit of a difference there. Niners are obviously a much better defense than the Detroit Lions are. So but we'll see how that one pans out. Those are our week three underdog money line picks in the NFL. But a new segment inspired by one of our Twitter followers, C, Elite Kid with two Ds. On Twitter, he asked for our favorite college underdog picks. Now, Logan, I know you do the underdog picks on your channel, and you cashed last week. You picked Michigan State plus 200, basically, odds, cashed it, and it was a no sweat bet. They won by, what, 16 points, so congrats to you for that one. And you're sitting out this segment. We are. With, you have to go watch Logan's video on Friday morning for his week four uh, CFB underdog pick. But, Sam, I'm going to let you kick off this one. I know we are UCF homers and we're down bad. I forgot to mention in the injuries, Dylan Gabriel out for the year. So we're starting Mikey Keene. We'll see how uh, UCF does. Um, but I think we're off this weekend, but either way, Logan or Sam, give me your underdog pick for week four in college football.
2: Yeah. Not betting on UCF this week, but I am betting on UCF's old uh, former glorious. Oh, coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this week, Nebraska's playing uh, ranked Michigan state. I think Michigan state's 22 or 23. Um, spread currently is a uh, four and a half, obviously in favor of Michigan State money lines like plus 175. I like Nebraska. They kept it close. Obviously they lost last week against Oklahoma, but they kept it reasonably. they, they were never, you know, completely out of it and had a chance at the end. Um, and you you look at the rest of Nebraska's schedule down later in, in, in the season, it only gets so much worse, right? Um, after this they still got Michigan they still have Ohio State they still I think they end the season with Iowa so uh, it's going to get uglier and so this is kind of Nebraska's I think defining moment to kind of say what direction is this season going to go in is it going to be the same as his last two where it's just kind of lackluster or are they going to pull something out and maybe maybe start to gain some traction and redefine Nebraska as a a player so um, I think it'll be close but I like Nebraska.
0: Uh, Logan, before you chime in, because you're our CFP expert, Sam stole my pick. That was going to be my underdog pick. I'll get into mine after Logan responds. I'm all in on Scott Frost, Adrian Martinez. Give it to me. They beat in the, the Michigan State Spartans two straight times, although they, I think the last time they played in East Lansing was back in like 2015 or 2012. But the last game they won, if you took the under, it was a no sweat bet, I believe, in 2018. Final score, 9-6. to six. And I don't believe the uh, Nebraska – Cornhuskers scored until the fourth quarter with three straight field goals and spoiler that was Scott Frost I believe first year coaching Nebraska so maybe he's got a little more juice in the tank and he arguably needs this win and the spread spread seems a little fishy and Logan you can probably touch on this because I don't think this real I mean everyone's hammer going to be hammering Michigan State this spread mm-hmm. might go from four and a half to five to five and a half it wouldn't surprise me at all so maybe wait to place in Nebraska if you're all in on Sam and I's
1: pick but I have a better pick for you Logan what are your thoughts on that Nebraska? yeah that, that was that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think everyone and their mothers is just going to be, boom, hammer Michigan State. Michigan State looked really good uh, last week versus a really in the toilet Miami team, right? We, we, we talked about uh, what Sparty did for me on my upset pick. You call me a college football expert. I had a bad week last week. Not an expert. <laughs> not an expert. A- a- amateur over here, for sure. I, I need to put that out there. But, no, we, we try my best. And, and every single week I, I look at the college football slate and I'm like, what sticks out? This was definitely one that stuck out to me. Nebraska played Oklahoma really, really tough last week. They were an annoyance to, to anyone who bet Oklahoma spread. No, Nebraska didn't just fold uh, like, like we thought under Scott Frost. I like, I like the direction Nebraska's going in, but the big question, can they stop Kenneth Walker, right? Kenneth Walker is such a beast at running back. That's, that's, how, the, that's how Michigan State uh, thrives is through the running game. So if, if Nebraska gets a few explosive plays, Thanks, Sam I, and, and Austin. you guys. You, I think you guys are, are both in a really good territory uh, with, with that pick. But, Austin, let, let's hear, let's hear your, your underdog pick.
0: All right. So I got a weird one for you. It's not going to be a ranked team, anything but that. Maybe a ranked team after this week. I'm rocking with the Wake Forest. What are they, Demon Deacons? They're on Demon <laughs> yep. Time, and I'm taking them. They're versus Virginia. And now here, here, here it is. Virginia, they're a basketball school, not a football school. They are bad. And if they're not, if you want to see how bad they are, let me pull up some stats for you. Last week, you'd think their quarterback threw for, I believe, a, I believe a, a Virginia high, five hundred and fifty-four yards, four touchdowns, and they still lost by twenty points. They gave up fifty-nine points to North Carolina, who have been struggling on offense, led by Sam Howell, gave up almost seven, seven, seven yes, seven hundred yards of offense, six hundred ninety-nine to be exact. Wake Forest, you know, three and 3 and zero this year. This game is on Friday. Friday night, so if anyone wants to watch it Friday at 7 p.m., I don't know if I'll be watching it necessarily. Maybe they make me look like a fool when you're watching this on Saturday. <laughs> but either way, you look at Wake Forest, big win against Florida State. Not saying all too much. Florida State going in the wrong direction. They're 3-0 and on the year. And this is a big win. This could a big chance for them at Virginia, where I was just at. And I'm riding with Wake Forest. and didn't even mention the odds. Plus 160, currently four, four-and-a-half point underdogs. I'm in on Wake Forest. I think they got a good chance to knock off this Virginia team on the road. Lock it in.
1: I I really look. I I really like that pick too. What do I always say uh, whenever I do my picks video? What What does ACC stand for? All oh, Cupcake Conference, right? They, they these teams beat up on each other all the time, and, and Wake Forest, yeah, they 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 beat up on Florida State, an atrocious Florida State team. Uh, gotta get gotta get the shots in at the Seminoles, so I can't. But I definitely think uh, Wake Forest has the offense uh, to to take down Virginia. Look, the, Virginia's not, not not impressing anyone this year. Uh like you like you said, Austin, plus 160, really good value on that. I would all cut him with you.
0: Yeah, Virginia. I mean, Wake Forest averaging 39 points a game. They're not a bad team. They, you know, pretty balanced, average over 125 rushing yards a game. Looking at all these numbers, I'm, with, a big, I'm a big Wake Forest fan. I'm you all came armed, armed
1: with the stats. I love that.
0: <laughs> but I, I like them and I think they got a chance. Like you said, ACC very similar to the AAC as as UCF fans which we're we're getting out of there we're going to the Big 12. Maybe we'll do a separate podcast on that baby and we're home the Big 12. <laughs> um, but regardless there's seen the, these games happen all the time. It's a Friday night anything can happen on Friday nights in Friday night lights. Anything can happen. I'm riding Wake Forest. I think they got a good chance to pull off an upset this week in college football. Obviously it's a Friday game. So We're rocking Wake Forest, plus 160. Nebraska, I believe, is like plus 160 as well, maybe plus 170, both four-and-a-half-point underdogs. That's what I like to see. Logan, we'll wait for yours in your Friday video. Now, we're going to move on to, before we talk about Thursday night football, maybe a couple other questions, we're going to talk about a Survivor League. I wanted to introduce this new segment into this podcast. Now, I know a lot of people out there playing Survivor Leagues. If you don't know what a Survivor League is, it's a league, which kind of might be too late to kind of start one, and maybe not, but... A Survivor League means you pick one team every week and to win, and if that team wins, you advance to the next week, and then you can never pick that team again. So last week, I believe my pick was, um, who did I take? Um, I don't remember exactly who, they, who I took. I think I took the Broncos. I took the Broncos over the Jaguars, and they obviously, right, that's who they played. I'm I'm blanking out. Broncos played yes. the Jack. No, right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's who they correct. played. And um, so I took them last week and they got a big win. But who's your favorite? I know a lot of people didn't take Broncos because they probably didn't want to trust them. So who's
1: your guys' favorite Survivor League pick? I'll let you, Logan, start off with one. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, speaking of Broncos, that's <laughs> hello, J E T S, <laughs> Jets, Jets. Jets. Woo! If, if, you, if you, yeah. open it, you open up the sports book, hammer Broncos. No, I mean, <laughs> really, really, uh, they, they really shouldn't have any trouble facing a, you trade you you ship out Sam Darnold, right? And you just bring in a, a young guy and you're crushing him so early with four interceptions. What the heck are you doing, Jets? It's just an atrocious. Bottom of the yeah, put on the every Jet fan deserves a clown nose. It should be in there. It should be in the game day pack. You know they have the they have the banners. They have free T shirts. They should have a clown nose because because you're 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 being a big clowns by supporting. Yeah, instead that of franchise. handing out
0: those things that you pull across that say Jets, I'm a clown. Just, hey, here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that, you'll need that, this
1: come game on. Time. The the you know T- T- Teddy Bridgewater, you know ex Carolina Panther from last year. T- Teddy Teddy's the game manager, but re- really this year he's off off to a pretty good start. Just defense is going to present any problems for him, not one bit. And the Jets' offensive line, ever heard of blocking? No, no, no. They yell away and and just uh, <laughs> they, 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 yeah, yeah. they 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 let they let free rushers and poor poor uh, Wilson. I I I'm just going to say that's that's a that's a no lose lose pick for me in in the Survivor <laughs> League for sure. Maybe
0: a spoiler alert. I might be taking the Jets' team total under if it's not disrespectful. They make it like six and a half. I can't do it. Like what about
1: I'm two like. and a half?
0: What about a field goal? Hammer. I need a hammer. That should be a new prop that I pull on set. Yeah. (laughs) Logan or Sam, I know I'll give you my Survivor League pick, Sam. You can think of yours if you don't have one. But I'd like the Cardinals to win this week. I feel like a lot of people are just going to be rinse and repeat. They're playing against the same teams. You know, you pick against the Lions or you pick against – and I don't mind the Ravens pick either. Maybe Sam, you can take the Ravens if you want, but I'm taking the Cardinals this week. I think they're a good survivor league team. And I think you got, you're obviously versus in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I'm not necessarily ready to hammer the Cardinals to go out there and cover that seven and a half point spread. Cause I don't know if I can necessarily trust this Cardinals team to stop a nosebleed. Don't play a whole lot of defense, but I can't trust Kyler Murray to then make enough plays to get a win. So if you, if you haven't used the Cardinals, which I doubt you have after the first two games so far this year, you probably didn't use them against the Vikings and, I believe week one, you didn't use them against the Titans. So you're rocking the Cardinals. Don't mind them using them up this week. They won't have a lot of easier matchups than against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a must-win game. You can't lose these games in the NFL. Um, Sam, what's what's your Survivor League pick if people are still out there playing in Survivor Leagues?
2: I mean, my strategy is always right: pick the good team if they're playing a mediocre team, or pick the really bad teams if they're playing anybody. Right? And looking at the slate this game, this next week, week three, a lot of good teams playing good teams. Right? We said. Bucs, Rams, um, Packers, 49ers. So like, uh, even Kansas City playing Los Angeles. Staying away from all that stuff, right? Those are good teams playing good teams. So this week, my strategy would be, yeah, pick the bad teams. Pick the Jets to lose. Like you guys said, pick the Jags to lose. Um, if you can do a Thursday night thing, pick the Texans to lose. I know you said Austin, that might not work in some. Yeah, hey, hey, you
0: don't worry. We'll get into we'll get into Panthers Texans in a second. No,
2: no, but I'm <laughs> no, saying, but that's I also, that kind of a good segue into it that's another I think definitive lock not to jinx your team there Logan but yeah I mean (laughs) look at what Houston's thrown out there for quarterback I'm I'm liking the Panthers as a win this week
0: yeah and we can segue into Panthers Texans overview although I do want to say you know there are some cool matchups going in we didn't talk about Eagles Cowboys but that is a big matchup I'm looking forward to watching a Monday night football have a separate video out for that on Sunday night talking about my best bets for that game but yeah, we'll segue into Panthers-Texans Thursday night football game. Logan, your team coming off a big win against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Quick bounce back. the versus the Obviously, the Houston Texans, like we talked about earlier, Terod Taylor, is out for at least three weeks. He's on IR. Here comes Davis Mills, I believe a rookie quarterback. Didn't necessarily inspire a lot of people in his – I believe he started – I don't know if you guys know exactly when Terod Taylor went out, but I think it was early in the second half, if not at the beginning, end of the first half but what are your thoughts on the Panthers currently seven and a half point favorites over under sitting around 43 and a half points.
1: Yeah. You know, look as the, as the resident Panther fan here, uh, I, I'd love to hammer Panthers minus seven and a half, but I simply won't be doing that. Look, I, I, I just, I know how, the, I know how the Panthers treat me as a fan, right? They, 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 they have a really good impressive win one week. And then the next week they're struggling to beat the bad team that they really should beat. Well, I, well, I definitely do expect them to beat uh, Davis mills, right? Davis Mills had a play in there that I just said, oh, man, Brian Burns is going to feast all over him. He was, he was standing up, and, and there was a free rusher just coming right at him, and his pocket presence was zero, right? That's, and you, you see that a lot with these rookies. Uh, they, they don't have a lot of, of pocket presence. Carolina's defense is, is definitely strong up front. they got a lot of good edge, edge rushers that uh, should, should keep this game. Re, re, Panthers should win. but I don't know about that 7.5. I'm not just going to assume that, that that's a lock uh, one, one bit on that one. But, yeah, Davis Mills, throw him to the Wolves. Let's go eat.
0: <laughs> throw them in, yeah. Wow. I mean, the Panthers defense is like, okay, please never do that again. <laughs> Or else we'll have, to, we'll have to find a replacement. Um, But, uh, yeah, that seven-and-a-half point line is a tricky one. If you can, I'd probably bet it down to, like, six-and-a-half at the best. You know a lot of games end on seven points, kind of, backdoor cover. Even though I believe the, the Lions had a chance to backdoor last night. And they almost did with the throw to the end zone for a touchdown to lose by, I think, 11. I think the spread was 11 and a half. So not ready. I'll give you a score prediction a little bit. But I do like the Panthers in this one and a prop that I'm looking for. And we'll have a separate video up tomorrow or later tonight, Wednesday, um, I believe around like 8 p.m. You'll see my Thursday night video come out. What are your guys thoughts on CMC over under Is right now 134 and a half rushing plus receiving yards? What are you feeling, Sam? You can give us your early take and as well as your take on that prop line.
2: I mean, watching him in person, he is the Panthers' offense, right? There really isn't much else. So while you look at that number, you're like, that's a crazy thing to bet the over on. I'm betting the over on that. I mean yeah, – You're not betting so, the under,
0: right? No, no, <laughs> Can't I, do that.
2: No. So, yeah, no, I, I think he gets that done. And it's any combination of things, right? Like when you break it out into, you know, you know, 90 yards rushing and whatever, whatever it is, 45 yards receiving, you're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty doable. He might even get that in the first half, the way he's been playing. So, yeah, no, I like CMC's over in yards. Um, I don't know. As for the seven and a half spread, yeah, I think the Panthers could could let that one come closer than they should have. So, I'm, I'm probably staying away from that um, or betting it if it gets closer.
0: Yeah, Logan, what are your thoughts? Chime in.
1: Yeah, I mean – Look at look at you, Sam. Finally coming around to that CMC talk. I, I know you were so annoyed when watching that game, and I was like, they just feed him. He's a fiend, right? He's the he's the number one fantasy player. Uh, you know, always drafted for a reason. He is the Carolina Panthers offense. You n- you nailed that one. And and I I, I definitely you you don't hit the, you do not hammer the under on CM, on Christian McCaffrey, especially because the Panthers they, they really do run him into the ground. Watching those games especially against the saints. I was like, you know, you can give him a break anytime soon. You know, he can come off the field. No, no, no. The Panthers keep him in all three downs. He is one of those players that just comes out maybe one, a couple plays a game. They really, they really, he's just such a high usage player. You don't hammer an under on a, on a player of of that caliber. I definitely think he, he could, he could hit the over in that one, right? Texans defense doesn't inspire any confidence in anyone, but uh, yeah, run CMC. You see the shirt. Come on. I mean, no no unders for me. Of
0: course, we would never expect you to take an under on Christian McCaffrey. Of course not. No.
1: Um, yeah, uh, it's
0: going to be, I'm I'm still looking at props for my video later today, and we'll kind of talk about them, and maybe I'll, I'll normally pick one prop, and then one over under or spread, and then a same game parlay. CMC will be featured in something in that capacity. The man's an absolute legend. Now, I do think, you know, he plays a ton of snaps, 24 carries last week. I think he had, what, 30 touches against the the New York Jets link at 20. So it's said 24 carries, but also five more catches, 29 and 30 touches in back-to-back weeks. The man's insane. And you've already hinted at Texans' run defense is not too good. So you don't hammer an under on CMC. You either take the over or you don't bet it at all, in my opinion. And maybe he'll feature, maybe he'll get on the over tomorrow but it is a little hesitant because this game could get out of hand you never really know and then you know they might run chuba hubbard i don't know how to pronounce his name exactly but mm-hmm. he didn't inspire a lot of people eight carries 10 yards last week and that included a long rush of nine yards so seven other carries went for a big total of one yard and maybe we had a long negative play in there but either way we'll see what we think about that one but we'll move into our predictions for that game i'll let you start it off logan since you are our panthers homer what is your score prediction and yeah go from there
1: uh yeah, I've been thinking about this one. This 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 is one of those. I say I I say Panthers twenty four twenty one. I really it's it's just going to be one of those games. I just know that that everyone's going to be like, oh, this game stinks. Panthers should win easily. Looked impressive so far, but that's the NFL. Texans Texans are going to come out a little bit inspired. The question really is how how good the rookie quarterback can play. Sometimes good enough, right? Sometimes that's all you need. Maybe maybe, maybe they'll get some sneaky uh, run run yards, but yeah. I – 24-21 is my score prediction, Carolina Panthers. All right, Sam, hit me with yours.
2: Um, I like the Panthers. Um, you know, a rookie quarterback like that, it's hard to put up points. Uh, you know, not that I'm putting money on on the spread, but I think I like them like 21-13. Um, uh, oh, I think they'll win decisively, but they should blow them out, and it'll probably be closer than that.
0: Yeah, I've been going back and forth like Logan on this one. It's I don't know. I don't know if I'll necessarily I've been trying to think of a spreader over under that I'll be taking. And I honestly don't like either of the lines. Forty-three and a half, you know. I don't like, you know, I always like to bet overs on Thursday night football, but that Texans team could go out there and it could be a Bills Dolphins 2.0 game, 35 to zero. Logan will be running around the streets with the shirt off. Um, but <laughs> It's like, I don't want to take an over and then see the Texans just come out there and lay a goose egg. And I'm relying on the Panthers to score 44 points, over under 43 and a half. So my score prediction, I will take the Panthers. So maybe we're jinxing all of us on the Panthers train. I'm going to go. I think they get up some points. I think it's going to be 31 to 17. I do think the Texans get a couple touchdowns late in there. And they do hit the over in a late last second touchdown. But I think the Panthers cover and win this game pretty handily. So, I mean, any other last thoughts on it? It's going to be an exciting game. I'll have a full separate video on it later. Um, any other thoughts, Logan? Have you liked what – I mean, I think you've liked what you've seen out of Sam Darnold so far this year. I don't know what's not to like.
1: Yeah, I mean, early, early, early uh, impressions, right? This is the NFL, and you, you can say, well, Carolina has played two, two uh, pretty crappy uh, teams so far. Yeah, the, the Saints didn't look great one bit. But I, I'm liking what I see Sam Darnold, right? He's got that confidence. He's got that swagger, right? This is what we saw when he was at USC, and he was this highly touted draft pick. And then he was just ruined by this trash can of a franchise. Hey, so whoa, whoa, I, I
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! We, we no, didn't no, deserve no,
1: this. No, you did deserve it. You've you've ruined. You've tried ruining Sam, and he got a second chance at, at a at a decent career. And you know, with Carolina Panthers, that they've like I said, the biggest you know takeaway from me so far is that defense. That that was the biggest question. I knew we had all the offensive weapons, right? You know, DJ Moore, CMC, all the, all those people. But that that defense, it's young, it's hungry. And they're coming, right? I, I just hope they can play like it on this Thursday. Hopefully we did not jinx it. I could, I could easily be very disappointed uh, on Friday uh, knowing that Panthers just lost the game that they should. But I, I'm a believer. Let's make it 3-0. Yeah, that
0: would be a great start to the season for the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule. The other defense has looked really good, led by what, what is Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, and Spider burns, it burns. pretty good yeah and and so I, it's it's one of the bets i've been looking at for thursday night is i want to take the the, the texans team total under right around sitting around i think 17 17 and a half i want to take it but it's a thursday night game you just never know we saw washington football team versus uh the new york giants put up a, a whole lot of points like 60 something almost 60 points last week weird game to kind of predict. i know logan you were the only one of us to pick the giants and Arguably, they probably should have won. We won't. We won't yeah, we right, sugarcoat sure right. it. Giants <laughs> fans, we're sorry out there. I mean, it's new. It's a New York thing. New York state of mind. Is that what that what that is? Uh, it's tough to see. So I guess we'll see how this Thursday night game goes. Anything else you guys are looking forward to to Week Three? I mean, there's a bunch of other cool matchups. We don't want to talk about the Eagles Cowboys because obviously we're going to talk about that later on in the week. But the Chargers Chiefs. What do you guys think about that game? Because that's a game that I was honestly if, in the underdog picked. I was going to pick the Chargers to win, but I do not see the Kansas City Chiefs losing back-to-back games. Just doesn't think like something that will happen. But what do you think about that game, especially Justin Herbert? Are you guys panicking him in fantasy football? I believe he has two touchdowns so far, both I believe to Mike Williams in the in this far in the season. They just haven't been converting in the red zone. Are you pushing the panic button or just kind of letting it ride?
2: Um, I mean, it's only been two weeks. I'm not pushing the panic button on Justin Herbert. Um, you know, the Chargers are notorious for losing, you know, games close. Um, so I think this is a close game with the Chiefs who have come back down to to, to earth after last week. But yeah, I mean, you're right. The Chiefs don't lose too straight. So I like them, but I like it in a close game. And yeah, I think it'd be nice to see Herbert kind of come back to his form from last year and get some things clicking that haven't really clicked the first two weeks of the year. Logan, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, I I, I think I've, I'm really interested to see that game. What's the over-under in that game? Do, do you have that pulled uh, up?
0: Yeah, I'll pull it up right now for you. Um, it is going to be... Let's see. It is 55 and a half. The same actually as the Bucks versus uh, Rams line, which is yeah. crazy, but I'm taking the over probably.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a I I, I think we're on the same wavelength there. I, I do. I do think that's a That's a game that you bet the over and for sure. I, I'm excited. I'm just excited to see these 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 good teams play good teams as, as Sam kind of touched on earlier. Right. We've, we've got this matchup. We've got the Bucks and, and Rams. I, I want to see some fireworks. Right. I want to you, you don't tune in to the NFL games to watch, you know, ten, 10 to 3 type games, although they happen sometimes. But cer- certainly these good, these good matchups, uh, you know, have a lot of fantasy value. The, 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 the new age of, of stats and, and fantasy football and, and betting player props, it, it's all exciting, and that's, that's what we tune in for on Sundays. I'm just very excited for these matchups. It's going to be well, – yeah, what's up?
2: too late for the NFL to flex one of those games instead of the Thursday night game. Cause I think we, who know.
0: <laughs> they should be hey, able to look, flex Thursday. <laughs>
2: hey,
1: look, do the jets play any primetime games? Cause if they do, that needs to be flexed immediately. <laughs> they, they, that, that is an atrocious team that doesn't deserve any one minute over their coverage. Get them um, out of here.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't blame you. Uh, we don't deserve any primetime games at all. But I'm sure we're on Monday night football, some stupid season randomly later on in the season. It'd be one of those games you see on Monday night, and you're like, all right, I can actually go to bed at a reasonable time on a on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> a shame on the Jets, but that Chief Chargers game, gonna be cool. Hope we get a high scoring game. I know a lot of people were making same game parlays last weekend, Chargers Cowboys. What do we get? We got a pillow fight, 20 to 17, not a lot of touchdowns. I'm not pushing the panic button on Justin Herbert as of I own him in our league. I'm in on him. I do think he has a good week this week. He's been having a lot of passing yards, just not a lot of touchdowns in fantasy football. So he had like 330-something passing yards last week. Apologize to the friends outside. hope everyone's okay. But I do think the Chargers, I I think they might cover this, but six and a half. The last game we'll touch on, and you talked about the New York Jets, Talk about their rival. The New England Patriots, another one I considered for an underdog pick, but I wanted to go bold this week. Saints versus the Patriots. It's a weird game. You got the Patriots who... I mean, have they, they haven't really done all too much, but the Dolphins lost by one point week one. They just beat up on Zach Wilson, who looked like looked like a rookie out there to be to be nice to him. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Sam, I'll let you start since you're a Jets fan and we'll let you chime in. But Patriots, I know you were all in on Mac Jones. Have you liked what you've seen out of him so far? They're three-point favorites currently Saints are plus 140 on the money line. I believe this game is at Gillette Stadium in New England.
2: Well, I mean, his performance has been – through two games, so unrookie like. I think his stat line is he's thrown one touchdown and he has zero turnovers. I mean, he's just been very conservative with the ball, Mac Jones, that is. Um, and so, yeah, you throw him up against the Saints team that I really don't know what to make of after their yeah. snippet that performance the first two weeks. Um, but yeah, I think I'd like to see him, Mac Jones, air the ball out a little bit more, get a little more comfortable, maybe take a little more aggressive throws that he hasn't really had to make the first two weeks of the year. I still do like him and I still think he's he's going to probably have the best season out of some of these rookie quarterbacks compared to how Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson have played the first two weeks of the season. Um, so I think I like the Patriots, but yeah, it's one of those games. I really don't know which way it's going to go.
0: Yeah. What about you, Logan? you obviously yeah. watched the Saints absolutely collapse last week. They
1: just—I I know that that and that was one of those those spots. I think for the Saints it was just tough, right? They were missing a ton of coaches uh, with uh, COVID protocols, and and again, they they got some injuries all up and down that team. I just I I do think this is a game the Saints might win. I'm not willing to die on the Jameis Winston Hill though. Right after I told you, I was dying laughing just seeing him chuck that, that. He was he was rare rare form Jameis uh, last week against Carolina. So. So can Bill Belichick uh, game plan against that and turn him back into the turnover machine? I don't really know. They need to get Alvin Kamara uh, more involved for, for sure. I think we can Amen. all agree Preach. on that. Yeah, I know there's there's a lot of, uh, look, there's a lot of you know panic or patience type uh, narratives going on in fantasy football. Alvin Kamara is definitely one of those. And Al- Austin, I need to ask you, right, you, you, you've you nailed the the Mike Williams pick. He, he, I, I listen to you. I listen to you. He's on my fantasy bench. He, he deserves a roster uh, consideration for, for me next week. But what about Zeke Elliott? I just mentioned Dalvin Kamara. I, I don't know what, if, if I need to hit the panic button uh, yet on Zeke, What what's your thoughts on that?
0: Zeke's an interesting one. And I'll talk about this more on, on Sunday night. When I talk about this Cowboys chargers or Cowboys Eagles game, Zeke, I can understand what people are panicked. Um, you know, you see Tony Pollard go out there, light up the field. I mean, you have what, 100 yards rushing a touchdown himself, but I'm not necessarily panicked. to believe Zeke Elliott played about 70 something percent of the snaps. He's still on a very good offense. And I think they were just taking what the defense gave them. They were trying to stop Zeke Elliott, making them throw it. And, you know, Tony Pollard's more of a, you know, he's a more of a gadget kind of speed kind of guy. Not like Zeke Elliott doesn't have speed, but it's not like he's going to necessarily run away from defenders. Like he might've used to be able to do. It's going to more run through them. I would be a little bit nervous, but you can't really trade him. You're not going to get what you drafted him for. And I I know people in in the fantasy community are like, you got to disregard what you spent on a player immediately. You know, it's a two weeks through the season, blah, 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 blah. But you still spent a high draft pick on him. You don't want to just be saying, all right, fine. I'm cutting bait, getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott and moving on from him. I still think he's a very good running back, still top 10 running back. But if you are able to get Tony Pollard, get him on your bench. If you're a Zeke Elliott owner and heck, maybe even start both of them if you're that that shallow, maybe a drafted hmm. CEH. I'd arguably start Tony Pollard <laughs> over CEH. And you know, I'm a CEH believer. I love Clyde Edwards' lair. But that man, especially fantasy football and real life football, just is not clicking with the Kansas City Chiefs. I hope they get him going maybe this weekend against the Chargers, a team that got run on by your Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard last week. Man, CEH is a weird player, but Tony Pollard should be rostered in a lot more leagues, but not ready to hit the panic button on Ezekiel Elliott, though. Not just yet. But my overall takeaway bouncing back to this Patriots saints game is it's a weird one. And I, I, like you said, Logan, I'm not dying on the Jameis Winston Hill. Now I do think the saints have a good chance of winning this game. I mean, you look at the jets, the jets had, had a chance to win that game if they just didn't turn over the ball four times. It's not like Patriots were running up and down the field. The jets just gave them great field position. Every single, every single drive of the first half, first, like five, 10 drives. Great field position. So I think the Saints have a good chance. They got one of the better defenses in the league. Obviously, they lost and gave up a decent amount of points to the Panthers, but I do think the Saints got a decent chance this week. Um, any other takeaways for week three before we wrap this up?
2: No, nothing for me. I mean, I'm looking forward to these late 4 o'clock games. That's that's where the the most to learn about the, the top tier of the NFL stands is, is in that later slate of games. So, yeah, I mean,
0: they got, I, I'm glad they put the Giants, Falcons, and Lions, all at, uh, and Jags, and one of the oh, Jets are a four o'clock game. You don't like to see that. Yeah. Uh, that would be a four o'clock game to tune off, but yeah, you yeah, got Rams, Bucks, Raiders, Dolphins will be decent, and the Vikings, Seahawks, a very interesting matchup. That spread is very trap-like. I, I think Seahawks are like minus one and a half point favorites. But that'll do it for the fourth episode of the call on our shop podcast. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you haven't downloaded the podcast, if you're listening on and downloaded it, we appreciate you guys. Also, shout out to everyone joining the channel. We have 8,600 subscribers at the time of recording this. Absolutely unreal. We just passed 8,000, I think like a week ago. So you guys have been killing it. Help us reach 10,000 subscribers. We appreciate all the love and support. Comment below your favorite underdog pick. And we want to see what you guys are betting on this weekend. Obviously, we got a lot more videos coming out later today. Wednesday night, we'll have our Thursday night football video. And then Thursday morning, we'll have our full NFL slate. A lot of fun content coming your way. From Austin, for Logan, for Sam, this has been the Call on Our Shop podcast. And we'll catch you guys again
1: next week, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This has been Austin. We'll catch you guys later. Peace out.